Jeff Salzman here, and welcome to the Bite Size Evolver, excerpts from my podcasts. Let me just lay out a little bit of integral context for how I see things here. So I maintain, and I've done this through many podcasts, those of you who have listened know, that the evolution of consciousness and culture is going to include some of what we now see as ugly or unseemly or somehow outside of our circle of what we prefer life to consist of. And that our progeny will look back on us generations hence, and they will see us as repressed sticks in the mud, much as we now, from our perspective, look at blue amber cultures, traditional cultures that are based in a mannered conformity, like the Victorians, for instance. And that at some point in development, that kind of mannered conformity becomes suffocating, appropriately so, and we want to break out of it. And as integralists, we also want to see, seeing the whole sort of spiral of development, that traditionalism or this mannered conformity itself is terrific progress over the previous stage, which was red warrior chaos and by definition uncivilized. Uh, think of the 10 commandments. It's like it was news at one point in our development that we ought not kill, steal and lie. And so that's what traditionalism does by definition, it civilizes people. No more eye for an eye, justice is mine, saith the Lord, and so forth. And this comes online in various ways, all wild and woolly different ways in different cultures. But it, the structure of consciousness is uniform, as in this conformist stage. And all of that, this civilizing, and every, by the way, every child has to go through this too as an individual, this civilizing, this learning how to sit down and shut up and play by the rules, is the thing that makes humanity and humans worthy to go to the next step, which is orange, which is modernism. And that's the place where people often lose their religion or certainly it stops becoming the center of their lives. And they move away from the family perhaps. And they do that because they can now be trusted to play by a new set of rules of, uh, modernity, which is some version of everybody's free to make their own way. So that's our orange modernity. And then we move into the next stage, which is green post-modernity. And one of the imperatives of green is to look at all of that, all of these previous ideologies, critically question them, question everything. And Above all, see how these rules, often unseen, you know, invisible, have shut whole groups of people out, given them a, a harder road to hoe. And, and that's right, you know, traditionalism casts out nonconformers. The sinners are out. And modernity has a different kind of way of excluding. It's, it's not so active, it's just a, a blindness to the ways in which the meritocracy grants unearned privileges. And Green sees these things. And so Green keeps things going in evolution, 
by raising consciousness around racism, feminism, gay rights, and you know, begins this project of fully including people outside the mainstream. And like all stages, it has its extremes and it does it in a healthy way and unhealthy way. And just, you know, we talk about that a lot. But one of the healthy things about green is that it has brought forth and we're seeing it happen in real time. I mean, of, you know, new norms in our culture where we are, you know, for instance, it's not acceptable anymore to make fun of how people look. Jokes that we would now see as fat shaming were a staple of comedy for generations. And now we see pop stars like Lizzo who shake it as good as the, little, the skinny girls. And there's a whole new sensibility of including people whose body shapes were left out. You never saw them in the media. Uh, or, you know, if you did, they were comedic. And we see leading edge social media influencers who are gaining traction for showing their flaws. You know, not just their glossy, uh, face-tuned, retouched images, which also exist, but like Chrissy Teigen showing your cellulite and pregnancy. And it's actually just a bigger range of what is acceptable to be seen and included. I make one of my favorite <laughs> arguments, if I do say so myself, about this in sort of a technical way, if you will, in an episode I did a while back. I think it's called Cirque, Seinfeld, and Saatchi. And it's about postmodern art. And I use Cirque du Soleil, Seinfeld, and most apropos to this discussion, the work at the Saatchi Museum in London, which is my favorite museum in the world, postmodern museum. It's this British postmodern movement that happened, I believe, in the 80s, which basically just shows ugly up close. And postmodernity did, does that. It wants to shock you with ugliness and dares you to say that it's not art. And so if you're interested in that argument, go to that uh, episode on the Daily Evolver. So we're seeing this happening, evolving, that looks shaming is out. And what's new and next, I think, is the inclusion of people regardless within a certainly widening parameter, uh, including people uh, regardless of how they act and who, how their personalities operate. We see this with the mainstreaming in schools and institutions of conditions like autism and Asperger's and various mental health issues in general. We see that these people, it's like Greta Thunberg. You know, she, she puts her autism right out front. It's a superpower, as she says. It's actually, we get interested in these people because we realize, wait a second, this sort of conformity that we, this sort of modern conformity needs to be broken because that itself is suffocating. And so we see it and I see it and I love it so much uh, on Reddit. My, you know, I, I think that I'm not on social media, but I guess I am because I go to Reddit a lot and read all of these conversations. Reddit is being listening in on the conversations of the world. You don't even have to participate. And I generally don't. I almost never do. But I read these com whole communities of people who are self-diagnosing 
their mental health issues and personality issues and diagnosing each other with all sorts of categories and spectrums of behavior and sexual fluidity and all kinds of kinks that in previous stages, including modernity, would have been seen as deviant and in some cases criminal. And depending on the culture, uh, you would be putting your immortal soul in jeopardy if you did these things. And now they're normalized. And this is evolution, cultural and consciousness evolution. This is a raising of consciousness, an increasing circle of what's allowed in and what we're interested in giving moral consideration and, and relating to. And it's exciting and very, very fruitful society, not without its downsides. And, you know, you know, we talk about that, but one way of looking at it is it's a mass therapy of the culture. For those of you who are into developmental theory, what people are doing in these, again, in this mass movements is they are making subject object. Okay, for those of you who know the, the jargon, and I'll explain it. It's the subject of one level. So the I at modernity becomes the object of the subject of the next. So now I'm able to see myself instead of be myself this is from this new, higher, bigger self. So instead of concluding that, I'm weird, what's wrong with me? It's now, I have social anxiety and I can hear from other people who do and what worked for them and, I, and what doesn't. And my behaviors, my impulses, my, even my thoughts are now an it instead of an I. And I can see them instead of be them. And then the, I have this ever increasing I. And this is a huge, process that is going on in our culture that we need to take note of. It's very, very healthy.